Welcome to the Sing Better Fast podcast, the podcast exclusively for serious and passionate vocalists. You are now part of a professional group of smart and motivated singers who want to become masters of the voice and inspire millions with our music. Get all of our podcast episodes, notifications for upcoming events, new podcast releases, and other vocal resources at singbetterfast.com. Now here are your hosts, Jamie Vendera and Ben Valen. Hey, singers, welcome back to the Sing Better Fast podcast. I'm your co-host, Jamie Vendera. Pause. I'm waiting for my partner to say something. Oh, hello. Um, I thought I thought you were. I I thought I was going you were to gonna introduce me. I was like, <laughs> so you kind of threw me off there. I'm I'm just here it's reading a book. All right, I don't like that. We'll yeah, start dun, 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 dun. Drum roll, please. You seen that? Uh, what is it? Christmas vacation? What is it? Uh, like National Lampoon Christmas yeah. Vacation, and at and towards the end, he's gonna like light up the the house that he put all the lights on it, and then he says, "Drum roll, please!" And no one has a drum. Like they look at him, like, "What are you, what are you talking about?" He says, "Drum roll," and then they just go, and they're like making a drum roll with their tongue, and then they they plug in the light. So anyway, I was I was thinking you were gonna give me a drum roll and introduce me. Um, but I no, think I, I, I should have said it like this. Let's do it again. But I know how you are. We roll with it. So just, just yeah, just roll it. with just it. it. We're just good. Roll with it. We're hey, good. We were talking in another podcast about is no singing better than bad singing. And you went off on a tangent about grit and you, you love to start. As always, I just go that, on tangents. You know, you're into all that kind of music now, which, hey, I'm cool with that. I love prayer. Uh, that, that album, well, the albums believe all their albums are good. Disturb is just phenomenal. I can't believe you're just now finding out about I this. I know, band. right? Yeah. So good. No, all you right. need to go back to all the way to the beginning and yeah. listen to all the CDs. Actually, I don't know if I ever told you this, um, but a little while ago, you told me... Oh, wait, maybe I did tell you. Um, you told me Vinnie Vincent Invasion and Bullet Boys. And those were oh, yeah. those are the bands that kind of like inspired you. And so just for the heck of it, uh, I just went on YouTube and I just searched Bullet Boys. And, and he's Vinny like, Vincent. Yeah! And, and I listened to them. Nothing. I was like, whoa, <laughs> these... These bands are awesome. I love them. So I've been listening to those a fair bit now. Oh, um, yeah. There's not too I, I, much I love uh, of them on YouTube, voice. but they're, they're they're really good. No, a great great singers. Mark Slaughter's a really good singer. Um, Robert Fleshman uh, was the first singer for VVI. Uh, and he was actually the first singer for Journey. Uh, just such an um, angelic voice, almost like a Robert Plant-type voice. Just uh, phenomenal. So, what's yeah. The, uh, what's the new singer? What's his oh, name? Arnel Pineda. Yes. Oh my gosh. I just listened to him and it's actually really funny. You go on YouTube and um, the comments are usually like, oh, he, he, he's he's no good. He's just he's just piggybacking off of like, OK, guys, come on. He's a good singer. Like, get real. And actually, I read his story. Awesome singer. singer. Such a sweet guy, too. I'm biased. I like Steve and all Jerry, but that's because Steve's my buddy. But, uh, <laughs> hey, I mean, it's even talking to Steve. You know, his he was in Journey for 10 years. And even and I'm sure it's the same way with Arnell. Even though they basically have kind of a vocal setup that allows him to sing in that floating uh, tenor range like Perry did, it still doesn't make it easy. I mean, you still right. have to, to warm up and, and prepare your voice and really focus to to sing like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of all three of them. You know, they, they've done, even though Perry was the guy, you know, he's the one to kind of set the sounds. 
Um, you know, the other two did a really good job. So, so but we're here to talk we're, about grit. We so. are gonna get to our point someday yeah. soon. Right now, great, great, great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I have a tendency to go on little tangents and stuff, but uh, it's our podcast, so I can talk about whatever I want. I usually so. go on isosceles, but okay. So, um, I know that was a stupid old guy <laughs> I, joke. I go, I go on rhomboids and. <laughs> polyhedrons um <laughs> now they're like really what the heck are these guys talking about dodecahydrons what the yeah okay so is is uh is grit or screaming is it safe for your voice can it be done with technique good question the world wants yeah. to know so um one of my this is another one of my favorite topics it seems there are so many topics in singing where there's sort of a prevailing attitude or belief that are just not scientifically accurate um one of those being you can never learn to sing higher in full voice you just had you're stuck with whatever range you had that one's nonsense um vibrato you either have it or you don't that's nonsense um and another thing that's nonsense is screaming hurts your voice it doesn't if you do it right, um, it can be a little tough to learn. And so in the process, it might be a little uncomfortable as you're figuring the technique out. But once you know how to do it and you do it with good technique and as you learn safely, it doesn't hurt your voice uh, at all. Yeah, I think it was just a fallacy for nobody. Really, nobody was actually talking about grit. And I know there are a couple coaches out there. Luckily for me, you know, I, my favorite bands were like Bullet Boys. There was a band called Spread Eagle. Uh, the singer's name was Ray West, and he actually published the book. Um, um, I forgot. Melody, Melody to Madness. Yeah, Melanie to Madness. I, he's going to slap me because I'm, the, I'm his publisher. He's in a <laughs> yeah. new band called Weapons of New, and they just actually toured with Alter Bridge. And he, even to this day, his, he has such an angelic voice, and he can scream. He was like... Um, he was like if you took uh, Axl Rose and Mark Torian and Sebastian Bach and you took the best of them and stuck it in one singer. And, and personally, that's how I feel. I mean, Spread Eagle, his band was amazing. Songs like Switchblade, Saturday, this, ah, the sounds wow, that he would do. And it would never hurt his voice. And um, just such a phenomenal singer. So I started studying it. Uh, kind of in a way way back in the 80s because i was doing acdc and britney fox and cinderella and songs like that and it was hurting my voice so for me and before i knew anything about vocal technique the only thing that saved me is i remember my uncle richie uh cade who was like a year or so older than me and i was like 10 years old and he was in the movies like gargoyles and cujo and in gargoyles they would make this get up like this multi-harmonic demonic thing with their voice so richie could do this and i'd do it i go <coughs> and i'd cough or he'd be like cujo like like he's trying to growl like a dog and i would do it and i would cough and he says to me i remember we were playing in my basement my old basement and he was making these noises and my throat was hurting and he says hey you gotta fill it tickle the roof of your mouth and as soon as he told me that and i redirected it at 10 years old it made sense to me, and all of a sudden, I could feel I could feel it on the roof of my mouth, and it did not hurt my voice. So that was like my first official vocal lesson, without really knowing it was a vocal lesson. So I kept applying that throughout the years, and then I eventually learned, hey, that's like placement. You know, that's where we want to feel the energy of the voice anyway. So eventually, you know, good people came along, like Melissa Cross, uh, Mark Baxter talks about uh, grit and screaming, but. Um, you know, and even me, you know, I've released like the extreme scream audios and 
from doing this since the 80s, I know it can be done in a healthy manner without hurting your voice. I've done it time and time again. I played in uh, several cover tune bands and been out in the bars and sing ACDC and Judas Priest and all this and walk away at the end of the night and my throat feels fine. So how is that possible unless there's a correct way to scream? Yeah, of course. And it, listening to Jamie talk, um, uh, now now Jamie's going to start feeling self-conscious about it because I'm about to point it out. But <laughs> listening to Jamie talk, I does it sound like he has some kind of calloused, worn-out voice from screaming all the time? Like, yep. <laughs> yep, he does. <laughs> sounds very clear and resonant. Which, if if you if you if you scream with good technique, then you can do that. Uh, I know Jamie in the so in the book in your book, raise your voice. Um, there comes a set of uh, audios. And in there, you actually demonstrate a bunch of screams and stuff. And you talk about screaming safely and screaming the wrong way. And then actually you cover some of, uh, you know, some of the thinking behind it. But you, you've done a bunch of examples. You have a couple programs out, Extreme Scream 1 and 2. Um, Three will eventually be out. Someday. Hey, Sean Fields, Sean Fields, are you listening to this? <laughs> need to get it out. Of course, he's going to turn around on me and say, hey, you need to get your butt up here so we can finish this. <laughs> <laughs> so it can be done safely. Singing in full voice in your upper register can be done safely. It can also be done poorly and you can lose your voice from that. You can lose your voice from trying to sing too loudly. You can lose your voice from screaming. You can lose your voice from a bunch of stuff. That doesn't mean you can't do the thing you're trying to do. It just means you're not doing it right. Like you can sing really loud, you can sing really high, you can sing low, you can add grit, you can do whatever. You, have to, you just have to do it correctly. So, okay, now it's, people are going to ask, how do we do it correctly? So let's, let's give them a few tips lesson. on that. Yeah, you know, well, the first thing is I have a lot of students come to me and day one, even in Venera Vocal Academy, like, I want to learn to scream. Okay, can you, where do you want, I want to scream ACDC. Well, can you hit those same notes clean? Oh, no. Well, if you can't hit them clean, uh, I'm not saying you can't hit them gritty, but you can't safely hit them gritty unless you understand clean, you know, and, and with, right. with us, it's like breathing support and placement, you know, the way that you breathe. So you don't lift your chest, you bear down to support the tone and I actually feel it in the roof of the mouth. So like I do, not that this is grit, but I do that Chewbacca thing to get the uvula hitting the roof of my mouth and that, that place where I feel it, that's where I feel all of my grit. And, um, not even to get into what's really going on because you're going to be online. You're going to be like, okay, well, that's false forward and that's white noise and that's this and that. I've done many television shows where they have film my chords and we can see where the false folds kind of come together. They don't make sound. They're these uh, they're right above the chords and they can flap together like. So, yeah, that can manipulate the sound coming out. However, it's not making the true pitch. Now, with me, when we've done it, we've actually seen where my chords actually. It's weird, at least for me. This might not be the same for everyone else. They pinch in the middle and they form two vibrating sources. And I'm thinking, okay, they're overlapping and they're kind of dissonant and they're creating this gritty sound. Uh, there needs to be more study. And of course, you know, they're always studying. Scientists are always working on it. I do a lot of grit workshops, if you guys can still hear me. Like I've done them in Australia and, and the Middle East. And, and I've done them here uh, in the States. You just recently and, did one, uh, was it Poland? Um, yes. 
well, a few years ago, and then uh, I think you actually did some, you released some videos. I think you posted them on, what, Facebook? Um, uh, yeah, and on YouTube, because you can actually, I walk through, like, all a bunch of different screens. In that video, uh, I don't know how much was on there, I can't remember, but I'm talking about when somebody comes to me and they do have good technique, and they're like, they can go like, a, and they can hold a note. Then we start looking for grit. Uh, for me, grit is, um, it's a little angst. Uh, we, we have to get a little more chord closure without clamping you know you got to stay away from grunting that's the one thing i say and uh i bear down i i bear down really hard to support my my tones when i'm singing high or gritty but it doesn't mean i'm uh, i'm not i'm grunting i don't do that you do not want to grunt but i do want to get the chords to come a little closer together to get that kind of gritty sound so what i do is i pretend like i'm i'm mad you know i get a little mad or angry to get that sound out now if i'm working with the students and let's say that uh, it's a male, and I say, try this note. And we go, and he goes, Aah! and he can't really do it. It hurts. We'll start walking down because what we want to do is we want to find one note that is like the money note, the one note that the, it clicks for them, and they can feel that grit rumbling in the roof of the mouth. And it may be like a, yay, and see how nice that sounds. It just You can hear that its place is not clamped down to my throat. Uh, so if I was a student and that was my note after walking through four or five, and yay, I was like, okay, uh, Jamie, that sounds good. Let's go up a half a step. Yeah. Oh, that's hurting my voice, Jamie. Okay, Jamie. Well, let's stick it to E. And I may have Jamie, Jamie Jr., uh, practice on that E note for a week or two, just going around the house going, yeah. Uh, let me hit the note again. Yeah. Until they can make it and it doesn't hurt their voice. And then that is the center of how they develop grit. And then they can kind of spread it out. I like to have fun with it. When I was younger, I used to go to a Pentecostal church and, uh, you know, the pastor would be up there and he'd be like, OK, and I'm not making fun. You know, I love Christ. Don't don't get all, all crazy on my people. But he'd be like, OK, uh, uh, Jesus, uh, can I get a name in a uh, Jesus, a uh, Jesus, can I get a name in? You know, and he would get all crazy. And I love that. You know, it was like, wow. And he'd walk away and his voice sounded great. So, you know. I would do that in workshops and people kind of giggle, but they would have fun. And I say, you know what? This is about rock and roll. So why don't we try something like a like a simple saying? And you guys can practice this at home. Uh, I want to rock. If you just go, I want to rock, and you find one little word like rock where you can add a little bit of grit onto it, that little bit of anger, you can start connecting with how to make grit. You go, I want to rock! And you can get higher, whatever you want to do. You can work with it. People think they, they go online and they watch these videos and they think, okay, it's easy. Like you said in the last one, like, oh, uh, the last podcast you were talking about, you saw some videos where it said, if I don't taste blood when I'm screaming, then I'm not hardcore and, and doing this. You know, I'm not doing a great job. That is so messed up. If you're tasting blood when you scream or anything, oh, my Lord, you're going to end up with polyps, with nodules. You're going to blow out your cords you got to learn to do it safely. It's a lot of energy to make these sounds, but start simple. Go to a keyboard, you know, and work through notes and find the one where you can feel it rumble against the roof of your mouth. I don't know how I turned this into a voice lesson, but <laughs> I'll let you take over for a minute. I remember a few months ago, um, I like to read history of bands. And so I remember a few months ago um, reading about a band, and the name escapes me now, but the band didn't do you know, 45 minute, hour, hour and a half sets. Their sets were only 10 minutes. Um, wow. And the, yeah, 
and the singer didn't use a microphone what? and it was all screaming. No, no, no. So, and so this was sort of their, you know, their unique thing about them that people liked and thought what they thought was interesting. 10 minute set, um, screaming, no microphone. And they became very popular for um, a little while. But the singer eventually had to quit. And you can guess why. Because he lost because his he voice. Because he can only scream for 10 minutes. He can only sing for 10 minutes or scream for 10 minutes at a time. Um, and so it wasn't... So the, the band's argument was, ah, I mean, we've made our point in 10 minutes, which sounds kind of cool. But it that's not what it was. It was he couldn't do it for longer than that. And they only performed once a week or whatever it was. And I'll have to go back and look at the name of the band. And if I find it, I'll mention it in another podcast. But I was reading about it um, because as I was starting to learn about screaming and grit, like, how do people do this safely or do they do it safely? And some people don't. Um, and some people, you know, sometimes it sounds really freaking hardcore. It sounds awesome, but they're doing it wrong. And so it, if you listen to some bands, like one of my favorite bands, 30 Seconds to Mars. If you listen to their second album, <clears throat> they sound amazing. You listen to their third album, Jared Leto still has the notes. He still has the scream, but you can tell even after all of the studio, you know, production stuff, that his voice is kind of, you know, it's it's not where it was in the second album. You can tell that just by listening to the songs in the third, even the hit songs. Um, what is it? Kings and Queens, um, This Is War, a few of those songs. And then if you go listen to the fourth album, it's even more obvious. It's even more pronounced. And when I listened to them live uh, in 2009, I think it was, in at the Norva in Norfolk, Virginia, um, it was very clear to me that he was just not even close to right technique because he kept, you know, he kept skipping out on the high notes. He kept pointing the mic at the audience and maybe he was just tired, but I've seen on YouTube, I see, you know, I've watched videos of many of his live performances and it's, it's pretty clear to me that over time he has lost his voice due to partial. I mean, it, it sounds mostly like his technique is there, but if you don't do it as, as close to perfect as possible all the time, then over time, that can be a problem. Um, and, you know, Adele as well. There are a lot of singers who kind of guns and roses towards the end. His, I mean, there are probably several factors there. But towards the end there, you know, his voice wasn't where it was. You, you can hear that. Um, back now, though. I mean, he's really worked really hard. He just did the stint with ACDC, and, um, which I wasn't a fan of because I'm a huge Brian Johnson fan. But... Then I heard some live clips and he was phenomenal. So, you know, Axel's in his 50s now and he he really he started uh, doing cardio again and focusing on water. And I don't really know what his warm up routine is, yeah. but uh, he's worked with one of my favorite coaches, Ron Anderson. So I know that, you know, he's That's had good, good, good. had good guidance. So it, it is about technique. It's about focus. Yeah, it's it's definitely about technique. And that, that sort of loops back to a, another point. Um, I think I made at the end of the last podcast was even if you mess stuff up and even if you have bad technique or even if you've had vocal injuries over time you can recover from those if you correct your technique and take care of yourself which it sounds like that's what he's doing yeah if any of you are out there doing grit the, the main thing is get your technique down and and for me um i was playing in a span um back in 2002 right after my neck surgery and i was singing like riding on the wind but judas priest and uh i forget what bullet boy song we were doing uh, smooth up in you maybe bunch of acdc uh, and I remember the club owner came to me afterwards because he, he said what really blew his mind is here I'm screaming, shoot the thrill or back in black, have a drink on me. And then I, I start singing uh, 
a Matchbox 20 song. And he said, I don't understand how your voice came down and was so clean and clear. Don't Doesn't your throat feel like hamburger? And I'm like, no. And, and he asked me, I was writing Raise Your Voice at the time. He said, how is that? I said, well, I, I don't feel the grit down in my throat. I feel it on the roof of my mouth. And um, that's what I tell all my singers. And actually, I have two phenomenal students right now that were singers before they, they came to me for lessons. Um, Dustin Bates from Star Set and Eric Emery from Sky Harbor. And Eric just got off tour. Uh, they were opening for Deftones in Europe. And um, Dustin's on tour right now with Star Set. They both have some distortion to their voice. And this is another thing I want to point out. And if you watch a lot of videos, some people say, you got to be really loud or you got to be really quiet. That's not entirely true. Everybody's a different singer. I've worked with even clean singers that are really loud or really, really tiny when they sing. Uh, Eric Emery is a very soft singer. And uh, he even asked me about that. He said, does that matter? I was like, no, it, it, that's who you are. But he sounds huge. He's got a huge voice, but his volume level is maybe at a four or five where Dustin Bates is uh, he's a lot louder. He's his, he's just, that's who he is. You know, he uses a lot of, uh, I don't want to call it force, just a lot of volume, but he does it in a safe manner and they're both killing it on tour, both adding, you know, distortion to their voice. So it can be done healthy. Don't believe in all the fallacies you hear that you got to be low. You got to be soft. You got to be loud. You got to fill it in your throat. You got to taste blood. You can only do it for five minutes. You can only do it for two records. You can do this a lifetime. If you know what you're doing and you study voice, we only have so much time when we're doing these podcasts to go over stuff like this. But uh, if you are interested, Jamie has a couple of programs out Extreme Scream 1 and Extreme Scream 2 and Extreme huh, saying that three times fast. Extreme Scream 3 is coming out someday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but we got it in Raise Your Voice. We got the tone print tutorials yeah. in Vendera Vocal Academy where we yeah. cover all this stuff. So too. In the Vendera Vocal Academy, um, we also do the live group trainings um, and then we store recordings of the group training sessions in the uh, the video vault. And so we have hours and hours and hours and hours of discussions on vocal technique, including a fair bit about um, screaming. And Jamie walks us through sort of the progression of how to learn that kind of like we did here, except in more detail. And so that's all in the Vendera Vocal Academy. And so if you are on our Sing Better Fast notification list, um, then you probably have heard about the Vendera Vocal Academy already. If you haven't, you can go to VenderaVocalAcademy.com or just search Vendera Vocal Academy on your favorite search engine and it'll come right up. I think one last thing I want to mention, this is your voice, right? You only have one. And if you break a guitar string, you can go get a new guitar. With your voice, you can't just go get a new set of vocal cords off the shelf. True, over time. Hey, I'm going can. to Walmart. You got a falsetto on sale? <laughs> it's true that over, you know, you can recover if you hurt your voice, um, but you can't like completely undo damage so better to avoid problems in the first place um so i would advise you if screaming is something that you're interested in doing and you want to do it well then do it safely and do your best to uh, do it with good vocal technique don't um apply too much pressure don't squeeze through much air focus on your placement um in the roof of your mouth on your soft palate that should help you a fair bit and then also um i would advise you can check out Jamie's programs, Extreme Scream 1 and 2. And then also, uh, you mentioned Melissa Cross. So let's give Melissa a quick shout out. Um, yeah, what love, is it? I love Mel. I love her. She's done an article for Raise Your Voice. And she, if it weren't for her, 
there wouldn't be focus on this. Even though I, I've been screaming since the 80s, uh, when I came out was teaching, it was more, even though I was doing the grit, it was more focused on the clean stuff or like the high glass shattering noises without grit. It was Mel who really uh, brought it was in a screaming. Uh, uh, the first yeah. and second DDD. She's also got some CDs called A Scream Extra, which are phenomenal. I mean, they're great CDs. So definitely yep. check her out. Yep. So uh, I believe the website is what? Zenofscreaming.com. Uh, that or melissacross.com. Melissacross.com. And actually, I was watching an interview um, with David. Is it Draymond? I think it said. Yeah. Uh, from Disturbed. And he's working well. Yeah. And he actually mentions um, in in the interview that over time he had to learn how to add vibrato to his screams, and uh, he learned that partly with Melissa's help. So. Uh, ob obviously, Jamie and I do want to recommend Jamie's products and courses to you, but there are other good coaches out there, and so that's actually the topic for our next um, yes, podcast. Absolutely. That, you know, Jamie doesn't have the... So for those of you who don't know Jamie, I promise he's the nicest, most humble guy. Um, he doesn't have the I know everything and everyone else is wrong attitude. Um, Jamie, I know you learn from a lot of coaches you have in the past and you still do currently. Um, so by no means are we saying that Jamie's the only one right in the whole world and everyone else is wrong. There are a lot of people who are wrong, but you know, there are a lot of people who are right too. Um, and Melissa is one of those people. And then also some of the coaches we're going to cover in the next uh, podcast as well. Elizabeth Sabine, Thomas Appel. And yeah, so I guess let's go ahead and wrap this one up. All right. It's wrapped. Sorry, right. wrapped. <laughs> well, that was easy. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Okay, we're done. All right, we're, cool. we're, we're done. Let's ship it. Let's ship it out. All right. All we're right. going to ship it out. So we will catch you in the next episode of the Sing Better Fast podcast. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sing Better Fast podcast. Be sure to subscribe for new podcast releases, events, and other great vocal resources at singbetterfast.com.